This is Ready Radio, preparing you to be ready for anything. Now, here's your survival guide for Ready Radio, John Rush. All right, welcome. Ready Radio KLZ 560. Thank you all for joining us today. I do appreciate it. Live show today on May the 19th, and it's a hazy day, so if you're listening to a replay of this program, yes, it's very hazy today. We've got a lot of smoke from Canada, the fires up in Canada that has come down into Colorado, which, again, these are just reminders of the things that we need to be ready for. This past week, we've had all sorts of things happen from tornado, tornado warnings, lots of hail, flooding, uh, you name it. We've kind of had the gamut this past week. It's that time of the year in Colorado, which is, again, partly why we do this program, is to make sure that everybody listening is ready for, I always say it this way, the what-ifs of life, whether it be the end of the world scenario or anything else in between, trying to make sure that you all are ready for whatever might come along. Lines are open, by the way. You can always call in with a question, 303-477-5600. The text line as well, 307-200-8222, 307-200-8222. So speaking of hail, don't forget Dave Hart, Roof Savers of Colorado, one of our great sponsors here, as well as our other programs. He is more than willing to help you with whatever it is you have going on. I was just talking to my son Richard about some of the things going on there, the insurance world and so on. And Dave is your go-to guy for whatever you need. If it needs a complete replacement, he can do that. If you've just got some miscellaneous shingles, things like that, that need replaced, he can help you as well. And then, of course, he can extend the life of your current roof with his RoofMax products. Whatever you need, don't call your insurance company. Call Dave first, and I say that because depending upon what you have going on, you may not need to call the insurance company on the same token if you need a full replacement, and of course you'll need to call the insurance company, but it's best to have Dave with you when you're doing all of that anyway. So call him first, 303-710-6916, and if you miss any of that, Go right to any of my websites, but this in this case, ready-radio.com. Dave is listed there, and you can get all the information that you need. So I know a lot of you have done that this past week. You've reached out to me. you reached out to Dave directly. You've even emailed the station, klzradio.com. No matter what, I can still get you to Dave and get that taken care of. But if you need anything done with your roof, please call Dave first, everything else second, and he'll walk you through the entire process of what is needed when it comes to doing whatever's necessary for your roof. So, again, make sure you call Dave and putting in a special plug for him right now, just given everything that has happened. Something else that I was made note of or made aware of today as well. So, uh, Annette from Colorado Greenhouse Builders, one of our other great sponsors of this program, actually one of our initial prime sponsors of Ready Radio. There is a naturally inspired health summit It's called Real Solutions for Real Living. That's coming up June 24th. Now, that sounds a long ways away. It's not. It's actually just a month away. I know June seems like it's a long ways off. We are at May 19th today, so June 24th is just a tad over a month away, and we've got Memorial Day weekend, of course, in between all of that. So make sure if that's something you'd like to attend, you can do that. That's June 24th. It is up north. Doors open at 9. This is up in the Larimer County Fairgrounds Complex. So it's the ranch, Larimer County Fairgrounds and Events Complex. Most of you know where the ranch is up north. But if that's something that you would like to attend, there's information 
at naturallyinspiredhealthsummit.com. Naturallyinspiredhealthsummit.com. We'll do our best to put some of that information up on our website as well. But that's coming up again June 24th. I, I will, <clears throat> I'll be the first to say, I didn't look to see what all's involved with signing up for that. So go to the website. I think it's done off of a donation. Do not quote me on that. You need to check that out. But there will be a lot of guest speakers at that event. One of them we talk about on on uh, Rush to Reason on a regular basis, Dr. Peter McCullough. So a lot of you hear that name. You know the name. You know what he stands for. And this is a great event across the board. So there will be a lot of different individuals up there. In fact, Annette from Colorado Greenhouse Builders will also be there. So, again, this is an event that if you have time to attend, doors open at 9 that morning, this would be one of those things if you get an opportunity to attend, you should. And I'll talk about this uh, most likely on Rush to Reason as well, but figured I'd start today because I just learned about all the details today from Annette, so I figured I would start here on Ready Radio. So those of you interested in that, that is the website to go to, Naturally Inspired Health Summit. Dot com. Is it all prepper things at this particular event? No, it is a lot of different things woven in, most of it having to do with your health. But we all know the healthier that we are, the better we are prepared for those what ifs of life, as I said a little earlier. So a couple of things I wanted to get into today, things that I had kind of tabled in the past that we didn't get a chance to get all the way through. One of those beings when it comes to firearms, what should you own? So I'll, I'll touch on that and get into even more of that today as I have, or as I have time. One other thing that I noticed, this came up, I, I subscribed to a newsletter from, or website I should say, called The Drive. And a lot of you hear me talk about on Drive Radio, things that come from The Drive. Now, just so you all know, we were around longer than, on Drive Radio, we were long, around longer than even The Drive was. It's probably why they called it that versus... Drive Radio, because we already have that, of course. But the Drive is a good website. They lean a little left, which, okay, whatever. Most journalistic publications do. I say most because not all. I know there's some really good organizations that are more right-leaning or even way right. In some cases, probably too right. Some of you would say, what do you mean by that? I was going to get into some of that today as well. Be careful what you watch and or what you listen to or follow. I've talked about this in the past, but I thought I'd brush on it today because it does affect all of us. What do I mean by that? There are lots of different videos out there, whether it be Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, you name it. You'll see all sorts of short videos on end of the world is here. This river has dried up, or this particular event has happened, or this particular thing means this prophecy has been fulfilled. So far, I have not seen one of them yet that's accurate. Every one of those I just mentioned that you will see all over social media is wrong. Now, I won't get into all of the details here on Ready Radio. Maybe I should bring a guest on that can handle every single one of those I just mentioned in detail, but... Bottom line, they're all wrong. Most of those prophetic, fulfilling, or videos that are fulfilling, you know, prophecy, supposed prophecy, is either misconstrued, misguided, 
taken out of context, showing you images that aren't even of the real area that supposedly is fulfilling prophecy. For example, oh, this river dried up, and it's a picture of the outskirts of Lake Mead. That's, yes, that, that's happening. You have to be really aware of what these individuals are talking about, research it, and then even research further to find out, are these people real or are they just looking for clicks? Are they just looking for followers? In most cases, it's the latter. They're just looking for followers, and in doing that, they're giving out all sorts of misguided misinformation, frankly, in some cases, flat-out lies. But yet I will see these perpetuated, you know, relisted, reposted, whatever you, however you want to call it, on different people's pages and so on. And before you know it, it's gone, quote-unquote, viral, and it never should have in the first place. Because it's not true. It's, I don't, I didn't think I would ever get into this, but I will. It's sort of like the flat earthers that are out there. And there are more and more of them. It's gaining traction. And there's even some folks out there that will claim that the book of Enoch, which, by the way, is not in the Bible. It's a separate book that wasn't included in the original books of the Bible because it didn't, let's just say it this way, it didn't pass muster. Probably the best way for me to say it in a nutshell. What do I mean by that? Go look that up for yourself, and you can determine for yourself what was able to be included in the original scriptures versus what was not. It's not a conspiracy theory either as to what was included and what wasn't. There were a lot of very wise, diligent individuals, teams of them actually, that determined what made it into scripture and what didn't. And the book of Enoch did not. So if you find somebody out there saying, well, the book of Enoch says X, Y, Z, and that proves we have a flat earth. No, it doesn't. That's just a bunch of nonsense. Oh, all the, everything NASA did is a fake. There's even a guy running around talking about how Scripture talks about uh, how, how basically NASA is a conspiracy in and of itself, and it's even in Scripture as such. Nothing could be farther from the truth, folks. What's that old saying, Charlie, that if you really want to dig hard enough, you can pretty much prove any lie out there by just doing enough digging and misconstruing things and so on, and before you know it, you've proven your point. Folks, NASA is not some enemy of the state. Now, do they do everything I agree with? No. They, they do all sorts of things, even on the global warming end of things, that no, I don't agree with. Does that mean it's a bad organization or a bad entity and we should not listen to anything NASA says? Absolutely not. A lot of the things that we utilize today to make life easier came from the NASA space program. And you're going to see all sorts of things. It's getting more and more popular on, we never landed on the moon. We don't have a space station. All these videos are fake. NASA's got a green room where they film everything on the space station, and here's the proof, and blah, 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 blah. It's utter nonsense. Absolute, utter nonsense. We do have satellites in orbit. They do go around our spherical Earth, our round globe Earth. It's how things that we use, technologically speaking, work, i.e. GPS, global positioning sensors, or satellites, I mean, not sensors, satellites, GPS, global positioning satellites. It's how GPS works. 
So anybody that would come along and say, we have a flat earth, is a looney tune. They're, they're a wackadoodle. Just ignore that. And the problem is that I have, and I know I shouldn't do this, but I do, and Charlie will understand what I'm going to say in a moment. I will listen to a lot of people in a very factual manner until all of a sudden some wackadoodle thing comes up. And in my world, personally, it discredits every other thing that they may have said that was even legitimate. When they go off on some tangent that's completely opposite of what's real and truth, how do I believe anything else they've said? It's why I personally... Even during the week on my daily show, Drive Radio, whatever it is, I, and, and a lot of this wisdom has come from Charlie, which I, I very much appreciate and will attribute to him. I'm very careful to ever say anything, even after an event has passed, a shooting or whatever, to where I don't give a lot of my own opinions even on it until we have more facts that have come in. Charlie calls it the 48-hour rule. Let's wait a couple of days to see how things shake out before we really get into the nitty-gritty of what we think may have happened. Because by 48 hours, you may know exactly what happened. It may come right out in the news. You know exactly. And I know, folks, news can get misconstrued as well. And I, I, But you know where I'm going with this. The more facts come out from all sorts of sources— family members, and so on, you learn more of what you should or shouldn't say about a particular topic. Now, how does all this apply to Ready Radio? Because, folks, there is so much hype and misinformation when it comes to certain things that I want you to be ready based upon the actual facts that are out there, not a bunch of conspiracies. Now, should we be ready for anything? Absolutely. I talk about it constantly. But should we be ready for X, Y, Z when it may never happen? Well, of course not. I want you all to look at things with the right mindset, with the right facts coming in, and know when something just isn't right and and know when to ignore it, to, to click away, to move away. To even move away from that conversation you may be hearing in public even to where it's like, that guy's a nut job. I'm not listening to that nonsense. The earth is not flat. It is a globe. How do we know that? Oh, my word. Images, pictures, satellites, technology, on and on we go. And if you ever hear anybody saying, well, Scripture doesn't talk about a round globe. Actually, it does. Well, God put a firmament, that firmament, that means that we can't leave the firmament inside or out. Well, if you really understand Scripture, the firmament, firmament went away during the great flood of Noah, and it doesn't exist any longer anyways. We still have an atmosphere and all of that, but the firmament talked about in Scripture prior to the flood no longer exists. That can be debunked as well when it comes to these people talking about a firmament today that we can't leave. It's just utter hogwash now how do i know all these things and what's that because i watch this stuff just to know what to not watch i guess to to educate you all on just the nonsense that's out there does it sway me one way or the other and get me thinking no i just listen to this stuff and think you are an absolute wackadoodle and you've got people believing in what you're saying and they should be stopped it's nonsense now do i believe in free speech absolutely do i believe they have the ability to run around and say the earth is flat absolutely does that mean i need to believe them no 
No. Should we should we stop them from saying it? No. I believe in free speech. If they want to act like a Looney Tune and say it, more power to them. I'll never say somebody shouldn't be able to say those things. But should we listen to them? No. In fact, we should debate them vigorously and disprove the things that they're saying. And there's a lot of them now. Out, but that is a movement, by the way, that is gaining traction. I don't know why. Well, I do know why. Because of the mistrust that government has, has gone through the past three years, especially with COVID and a lot of things surrounding it, the things that we continue to see that they do that are dishonest, there is an utter distrust for government. So anything now government would give us an image from a satellite view of Earth, for example, we're, we're not going to trust that now because we don't trust government. It's like throwing the baby out with the bathwater. You can't do that. Is there a lot of corruption in government? I, I talk about it daily. Yes, there is. Does that mean every single thing that comes out we shouldn't believe? No, that's not true either. You have to have a discerning mind and a discerning heart to understand What's correct versus what isn't. And I'm afraid on our side of the aisle, there's a lot of individuals that are throwing discernment out and replacing it with a conspiracy instead. That is one thing on this hourly program each week I want to do my best to get rid of is the conspiracies versus the fact and what we should actually be ready for versus the things that frankly may not ever happen. Again, if you go out on social media and start looking up any type of a topic, is the earth flat? Is the Messiah coming back? Is the end of the world here? Are we in the tribulation? I can go through all these different things, and you'll find all sorts of supporting videos even to say yes to everything I just said. The reality is there's none, none of that is probably going to happen anytime soon. You know, there was one I watched last night on... Uh, there's now, of course, microchips and so on, and you can implant them into your skin, and it'll open doors and do all sorts of things. And, yes, you could effectively buy and sell and do all these different things with it. Is that the mark of the beast? No. Is it being forced on anyone? No. People are taking it voluntarily to run around and do different things and make their life more convenient. Is that the mark of the beast? Absolutely not. It's not. Does that mean it's ushering in the end times? Every day we live, we get closer to those end times. Is anything being ushered in? Again, when I was a kid, Charlie can remember this. The barcode was supposed to be ushering in the mark of the beast in the end times. I can remember that as vividly as it was yesterday when I was no more than five, six years of age, which would have been Charlie 1969 or 70. And that was going to be the end, you know, the end all to end all when I was a kid. I'm still here some 50 years later. And there's still people running around talking about, yep, it could be tomorrow. Yeah, it could be. It could also be 100 years from now. I have no idea. I have to be ready for whatever comes along, no matter what. And I think the worst thing that the conservative movement, and Christians especially, can do is bury their head in the sand and just say, well, I'm waiting for Christ to return. I'll just, you know, I'll be ready when that happens. Okay, well, what if there's all sorts of other things that happened prior to that? And then you're not ready, which that is one thing I will tell you. Scripture is very clear on you should be ready for anything that comes along, no matter what. 
And by the way, I believe that's true whether you're a Christian or not. You should be ready for whatever comes along no matter what. And quit listening to all of the utter, utter nonsense that's out there when it comes to some of the things I just mentioned. The earth is not flat. It is as round as round can be. And some of you would say, well, John, prove that. How do you know? Oh, good, good gravy. It's easier for me to prove it's round than it's flat. Images. The fact you can't see, you know, once, once you look at the horizon, it starts to tip off. You know, on and on we go. It's not that hard to figure out that we live on a ball. And as a side note, very, very, very few people, even though we were growing up, we, we were taught that Columbus and all of the folks in his time thought the world was flat and he would sail around the world and fall off the edge. Actually, that's not true. It's really not what those individuals at that time thought. We were taught that in school, but that's not really what, I mean, I can still remember the old Sesame Street, you know, you know, the PBS things on, you know, Christopher Columbus and sailing in the Mayflower or, or sailing on his ship, the Santa Maria, and all of a sudden, or not Santa Maria, the, uh, what did he sail on, Charlie? What was Columbus's ship's name? That was the that wasn't Columbus. Those were the folks, the pilgrims, seen you know the the Nina, the whatever, the Santa Maria. All those were the pilgrims. Anyways, I can't remember the ship he was on. Bottom line, I can remember as a kid, little cartoon depictions even of it falling off the edge of the globe or the edge of the water. It's not what most people back then believed. We just have grown up thinking that's what those individuals thought, but frankly, they didn't. The Earth, most people have thought for years and years and years, was round. And believe me, it is. We've got to take a break. We'll come right back. Jim, hang tight. I'll take your call as soon as we come back. Don't forget, Stack Optical. Alan would love to help with all of your eye care needs, whatever that happens to be. He's there for you. He's got one of the best eye exams and most least, least expensive, I should say, most affordable eye exams in town. And he's got a great doctor, optometrist, that will help you with that. And then he can custom make whatever eyewear you need to make sure you have the best vision Possible. Alan Stack, Stack Optical, 303-321-1578. In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. Winter is nearing its end, but the threats to your roof's integrity are not. Warmer temperatures mean melting snow and spring rains. Don't wait until there's water inside your home to act. Be proactive today by calling Roof Savers Colorado. Here at Roof Savers, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement without compromising the performance of your roof. This 100% plant-based product gives you the new roof performance without new roof costs. 
For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. Call today to schedule your free roof inspection. Call us at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com today to ensure your roof can keep unwanted leaks away. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. All right, we are back, and yes, it is Columbus, the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria. So, I've, I, sorry, I get going and yapping, and it's the Mayflower the Pilgrims came on. I, yes, I know that, but yeah, I can't remember everything. I do my best, guys. That's all I can say. Jim and Byers, what's up? <laughs> hey, not too much, John. Hey, before I uh, before I come in on the on the on the flat Earth thing here, I wanted to say thanks for that show last Friday. With the straw bale gardens. Oh, you're very welcome. That that guy was awesome, Jim. Oh, I'll tell you what. I showed my wife that, and my wife was like, "We're doing this." <laughs> I mean, uh, you know like, what? You you this. and I both. I mean, I I was telling my boys about that, and and they were like, "Well, I guess it makes sense." I mean, my my biggest thing, Jim, is why just now? I mean, I know the guy's been doing it thirty years, but I mean, honestly, why just now? I don't know. I don't know, but I want, we watched a lot of videos on this too, where other people have been doing it. For it a works. Long time. It, it works. Yeah, it works, Jim. Yeah. Thank you, by yeah. the way, because yeah, I I was like, I got, I'm going to have him back on because I tell you what, he was a gold. He that's golden. He's a real find. Yeah, it's uh, yeah, and, and well, it's a little bit too late for us to do it this year, but we're going to get everything prepped out there where we live. We're going to get everything prepped. This year, and then that way next year, all yep. I have to do is pull awesome. out the straw bales and put them in. And, I mean, and really, Jim. The other stuff. for everybody listening, really quick. If you didn't hear it, go back and listen to last week's show. It's it's on the straw bales that you can then grow, and really any kind of bale, but straw bales especially, you can grow pretty much anything out of it you want to. And Jim, really, for a lot of people out there thinking, hey, I need to build raised beds and do this and do that and blah blah blah. No, you don't. And this is way cheaper. Uh, yeah, it's it is, and and the thought about it. You know, after two years, maybe if you got three years used out of the straw bales, and for someone like me where I have a small farm, I can take the straw out, break up the bales, and I can scatter the straw and use as kind of like a as like a compost for my soil out there where I live. Yep, oh, that's awesome. So, no, I'm with you, Jim. I'm, I'm going to do it too, Jim. I no, I it, 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 that was a real that was a real eye opener. Let's just say I couldn't agree with you more on that. Um, I mean, really. 
if you really pay attention, if you really pay attention, and I've traveled a lot, I've been up in the air, I've been over the ocean, and you can see the curvature yes, of the Yes, you earth. can. It, it, it's ever so slight. Yes, you, you can. You can see the curvature of the earth. Even if you go up to North Dakota, uh, North Dakota where it's extremely flat, I mean, you even up there, you can see the curvature sure of can. the earth. Sure can. Thank you, Jim. I mean, I, oh, just, I'm baffled. Where, why is this, you know, I shouldn't even say resurface because I don't know that there's ever been a time in my life where I knew anybody at all that thought the earth was flat. Where is this coming from? I, I, I don't know, but you know, another thing, I, my question, I like to actually like to talk to some of these people because, you know, the other thing is if the earth is flat, then how do you explain the moon being round? Thank you. Or an and, eclipse and, and or anything the, else we watch, Jim. Right. And, it, and if the earth is flat, wouldn't we eventually run out of the ocean where the ocean would run off into space? Well, according to the flat earthers, you're going to laugh at this. According to the flat earther, earthers, 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 the Antarctica is its own round continent around the sphere that we live on, and it is the, the wall, the ice wall, that keeps all the water in and doesn't allow it to go anywhere. So it's Antarctica... And they'll use this, you know, well, there's a treaty and you can't really go down there and do anything. And that's why, because nobody wants you to see the ice shelf. And it's just a bunch of hogwash, Jim. The treaty was so that nothing militarily went on down there. So we could explore and learn as much as we could from Antarctica. So they're, they're just backwards in their thinking. Well, okay, so the, so. But you still got the North Pole, the other end of the Earth. Correct. So it, but, it, you know, it, keep in it, mind, there's not it, as much it, ice up north as there is down south. Okay, but it, so is it a square? Is it a rectangle? Is it triangle? <laughs> I like to know what kind of shape it is. <laughs> well, if you look at, and, and by the way, please, you guys can go down as many rabbit holes with this, so don't beware. If you start down this, this path, you'll see all sorts of nut jobs you know, explaining their theories, Jim, on how all this works. But if you do just a little bit of research, they've even got maps that sort of depict what we're talking about. It's goofy, Jim. Well, hey, if you, think, if you think this one's good with the flat earth, I'll tell you the people that really I think are a little loony, it's the people that think there's – there's people living in the center of the earth. Oh, geez. And they truly, yeah, and they're, they're really truly loony. You believe that? Yeah, they're real loony. Yeah, you got it. They are. No, you are 100% correct, Jim. I don't know where you this know, stuff comes from. I'm sorry. I just don't. Yeah, I, I don't either. Anyways, that was my two. Well, thank you. And, and again, you've covered a lot of miles. If anybody would know, you would. Yeah, all right. Thank you. For Thanks, time. Jim. Appreciate it. Um, folks, I got nothing. And I'm not telling any of you to go down that rabbit hole of looking at flat earth stuff because it will it can consume you to the point where literally that's all you're looking at and all for me personally i just shake my head it does not make me want to believe them at all quite the opposite i just look at them as you guys are just a bunch of looney tunes john you're up so how are you today Uh, i well (laughs) i'm trying to dispel a lot of the things that are out there and i know this is kind of I don't know. I think it's the reason I put it here instead of during the week is I just feel like this particular program and a lot of things that we do and talk about, it gets a little bit kind of conspiratorial at times anyways, not in a bad way, but a good way. And I just want to dispel all the nonsense, John. I hear you. So let's talk about the uh, flat earth first. Okay. All you have to do with a flat earther is put them on I-70 somewhere around Junction City, Kansas. 
and have them drive west, how is it that you can see the very, on a clear day, you can start to see the very tops of like Pikes Peak and the other 14ers right. before you can see anything else? And as you get closer, they grow bigger and bigger because you're driving over the curve where you can see more. I mean, that's. To me, that's that's, a, you know, that's that the best explanation. Simple. But what they will tell you is that's just line of sight, and it's just you know hazy, and you can't see that far. And once you get closer, your eyes start oh. to adjust. Again, that's a bunch of nonsense, but that's what they'll yeah, tell it, you. You know, it's like uh, somebody can find an excuse to science for for everything. As for, and I can't remember this, which makes me not a great Christian, but I do remember somewhere in one of the Gospels that. Jesus said to the disciples when they asked about the return in the end times, "I don't know. Only my father. Only my, knows. Yeah, no, that's that is a correct statement. Only my father. Only my father in heaven knows. You know, I I don't know. Right. He does. He didn't even know. Correct. And he's the one that's coming back. Correct. So when these people say all this, and you know, if you go back to when we were kids, they were talking about it. But then the big thing was when that. Um, Left Behind series of books was written yes. by that former Catholic priest and the writer. And, yeah, they they, they loosely based it. They said, this is what could happen in, from the Book of Revelations. But how do you interpret the Book of Revelations is, you know, an interpretation which nobody really has a specific answer. There are as but many theories not. on that, John, as there are end-time <laughs> preachers when it comes to what they feel all of it means. And I I am one of those guys where I believe in the pan theory, John. It all pans out in the end. Yeah. Well, did you hear this one, that the uh, head of the uh, Anglican Church, the Archbishop of Canterbury, told his followers that there's many ways to heaven and this is supposedly a christian religion i did not hear that that? but that would not shock me and he said that and i'm like there's some evangelical pastors unfortunately john that are saying the same thing so it's not just the the catholic church and yep i don't know if the catholics have gone that far yet but i know the angelica church and a few of the others but i mean all you have to do is read John 14, and it tells you very specifically. Exactly yes, the I, to... <laughs> again, there right. are, but there are, and, and I again, yeah, I can't speak directly to any specific church or denomination, Catholic included. What I will tell you though is there's always outliers in a lot of organizations yeah. that will come up with goofy, off the wall things, much like us, you know, talking about the flat Earth. And it's like, what are you yeah. guys, you know, first of all, you shouldn't even be doing what you're doing because you're so wonky in what your thought process is. But yet somehow they end up with the microphone. Well, and I'm asking them, what is your basis for this? That You know, where yeah. are you basing this on? What gospel book that was left out of the 66 does it say that, you know? Well, like I told you, I watched a video the other day where a gal was quoting from the book of Enoch that, you know, proves we live on a flat earth and this, that, and the other. And, again, the reason why Enoch didn't make it into the scriptures is other, you know, various reasons. But bottom line, it didn't. It's not a part of it, and it doesn't matter what it says. Oh, it doesn't. So since it's ready radio, I wanted to just flip and remind people, if you're going to go out into the mountains today— Where bring 
the right or the That's weekend because right. it's supposed to turn really nice. I saw it again when we were down on vacation at the uh, over Easter, and we were down in New Mexico. People going out into the wilderness areas, into the woods with a, a, a liter bottle of water. Not enough. Not enough. Uh, but even the water, that may be enough if you if you what we call cameled up before you left. But what about if you fall and break an ankle? How are you getting out? Good, co- good what point. What do you have? I always say that when you think about going, say, on anything more than like a walk around the neighborhood, if you step in a hole and you're by yourself and you snap an ankle, what do you have to keep yourself from dying mm-hmm. until somebody can get to you? Yep. Great point. So, Great point. No, I and know, by the way, you, 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 what, you, what you're saying, John, for anybody, especially newcomers maybe to Colorado might be just listening to this, maybe even traveling through and you're just hearing us for the right. first time. It's not just Colorado, but it's especially true here. If you're going to go out even on a day hike, you need to make sure you've got the proper gear with you. Now, John, if you're only going to be a mile from the car, well, okay, whatever. if you want to take a little water bottle and make a, make a circle and come right back, okay, whatever, more power to you. But if you're going to go back in and do a real day hike where you're going, you know, three, four, five miles back in and you may not even have good cell reception by the time, you might even not have good cell reception when you leave the car, you got to be really prepared with what you're doing there, John. Right, and the biggest first thing that if you're going to do that, and I tell this to everybody when they ask me about hiking and backpacking, let somebody know what trail you're doing, Yep. when you're leaving, and when you expect to be back. And it could even be, you know, a family member on the other coast. Doesn't matter. In this day and age with a text or something. But I don't know, maybe one day we should have a part of Ready Radio where we go over what I think and most hikers think you should carry you know that's a good idea in fact what i will do john is let me think about this for a second next week is the friday before memorial day there'll be a lot of you know what i i think we should just do that next friday i mean i think that's a great thing to do there'll be a lot of people traveling through next friday you know maybe listening that aren't typically here in colorado that would be a great day to do that john you got it but i i i've got an i've got a list of like 20 items Let's that do it. I never go out with. I'll just put it in my notes. We'll do it next Friday. It. Let's do that. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll email it to you. Okay. I think I have the ready radio. It's, yeah. Oh, yeah. All my email comes to the same place. You've emailed me before. Just whatever you've got, send it. It all comes to me. It doesn't matter. All right. All right. Have let's do it. Day, John. That sounds great, John. Appreciate it. We will do that next Friday. And again, there'll be a lot of folks that'll be traveling through that we'll be able to touch at that time as well. And then, of course, that's one of those shows we'll just have kind of earmarked and play again. Uh, possibly even as we get into a little bit later in the summer, if there's another day that I'm not here that we need to play something, that'd be a great show for that as well, John. So so thank you for that. All right, Ready Radio, we'll come right back. KLZ Radio, again, ready-radio.com is our website. Winter is nearing its end, but the threats to your roof's integrity are not. Warmer temperatures mean melting snow and spring rains. Don't wait until there's water inside your home to act. Be proactive today by calling Roof Savers Colorado. Here at Roof Savers, we try to save every client from the expense of a costly replacement without compromising the performance of your roof. This 100% plant-based product gives you the new roof performance without new roof costs. For any roofs that do not qualify for the treatment, we work with your insurance so you can get the replacement you need. 
With over 20 plus years of roofing experience, we believe in helping you determine the right solution for your situation and through every season. Call today to schedule your free roof inspection. Call us at 303-710-6916. That's 303-710-6916. Or go to RoofSaversCO.com today to ensure your roof can keep unwanted leaks away. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? maybe some prescription sunglasses. We'll look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right, since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. In such an uneasy and unpredictable time that we live in, growing your own food is becoming a necessity. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is a local family-owned and operated business that specializes in custom cedar greenhouses. Owners Jason and Annette have over 35 years of construction management experience and have built multi-million dollar greenhouse structures all over the country. Colorado Greenhouse Builders is one of the few companies that specializes in geothermal heating. Geothermal heating utilizes the sun's light and heat to create an amazing year-round growing opportunity. Their geothermal heating has proven to be a gardener's dream, even in our cold Colorado winters. They can provide a custom consultation that includes an evaluation of your site and then provide recommendations and a custom plan for all your growing needs. Call Colorado Greenhouse Builders at 720-539-9806 or find them at ready-radio.com. That's ready-radio.com. All right, we are back, and welcome back. Ready Radio KLZ 560, thanks for joining us today. All right, I did want to cover a couple of things uh, today, and I don't know if I'll get to both of them, but I at least want to get to one of these, and that is how to survive a tornado. And some of you are thinking, we don't have tornadoes in Colorado. Actually, we do, <clears throat> more than you think. In fact, I read the other day, I didn't know this, 
I read the other day that that area up in Weld County, sort of that, you know, east of Windsor, kind of that little uh, alleyway that kind of runs from that north uh, end of Colorado on down south, there's more tornadoes there than anywhere, which you would think it would be Tornado Alley. Now, are they the big, huge tornadoes you see down in the south? No, but we've lost towns in Colorado due to tornadoes. Lyman is one of them. Some of you that have moved here of late may not know that, but what was that, Charlie, 25 years ago or so? I'd have to look it up. 25, 30 years ago, we lost most of Lyman with a big tornado that came through. So, yes, they can affect different parts of Colorado. In fact, even here in the metro area, we have had tornadoes. So they can happen. And I wanted to give a few tips on what to do in a tornado. So tornadoes happen when hot air, cold air collides. Most of us know that. They also can happen with, you know, spring, fall, middle of summer, hail can can accompany them. We've seen some of that even this past week or so. And they can literally happen from now all the way through, gosh, September. We're kind of in, not kind of, we're in that season as we speak. So, typically, if you're listening to the radio or have your cell phone with you, you'll be alerted as to when there's an alert in your area. Keep in mind, not always. Signs one could be happening is when the sky gets pitch black. That's when you need to be watching for any kind of tail that would come down out of the clouds and essentially form a tornado. Be looking for that. If you see the sky pitch black, you need to be on high alert that one could be happening in your area. This could be while you're driving, at home, doesn't matter. This says, and this is not my words, this is right in the text I'm reading. This is coming from the prepared.com website. Mobile homes are not appropriate shelters from a tornado, as we all know. Neither are RVs and cars, by the way. Seek a sturdy structure nearby that you can find. And as I've always said, if you can't find that, go find the lowest spot, ditch, whatever, to get down inside of. Even a culvert under a road is better than hanging out in any kind of a RV, mobile home, even your car. Of late, you've seen kind of the Storm Chaser Ford F-350 with all of the, looks like the thing is a military vehicle with all the almost like bulletproof junk all around it, and it runs around and chases storms. It was in Colorado, I think, Charlie, Sunday or Monday of this last week, chasing some of the storms that we had. And this is a Storm Chaser vehicle, learning more about what goes on in a tornado, so on and so forth, and more power to you. I'm not that guy. I do not want to be the guy in the middle of that. Sorry, that's not me. I've seen video of tornadoes where there's cows flying in the air. Yeah, we all think that's just Wizard of Oz stuff. No, it happens. It can pick up all sorts of things and throw them around, and I don't want to be one of them. Also, this is key because this is one of the biggest things people do in bad weather. Do not hide under an underpass. Believe it or not, those narrow passages under the Underpasses can create a wind speed or a wind tunnel effect and actually make it worse rather than better. Think of putting your finger over the end of, a, of, of the nozzle of a hose. You can pick up the speed of the water coming out by closing that down. That's exactly what happens in an underpass during a tornado. 
So don't hide under an underpass. I've said it even on drive radio. Don't hide under there even under even if it's hailing out. You're nothing but a but a, an obstruction and a hazard to all of the other motorists when you pull over under the side of an underpass like that. So don't do it. Bring a go bag and other gear from your shelter if you possibly can. So let's say that you're at home and you notice there's a tornado coming and you don't have a good space in your home to go hide in and you've got to evacuate, take what you can. Because it may not be there when you come back. All of you have seen the destruction that happens in a tornado and literally it's like a bomb went off. It's like somebody put a bomb in the middle of the house and lit it and it literally blows everything apart. There's virtually nothing left when it's all said and done. And people, as we know, people die in those types of events. It's very tragic. You do not want to be inside of one. Now, they also will tell you in a home, go find one of the you know, you know, best structures that you can. And that is different in every home. If you have a basement, go to the basement and find the sturdiest place in the basement, by the way. You know, interior, not the exterior end of things. And, and try to get in a place where you've got even some covering over your head potentially in that particular area. Utility room, something along those lines. Stay away from windows, of course, for obvious reasons. Just the suction alone can blow the windows out. It's not debris flying through the air. It's the vacuum that's created from the tornado that breaks all the windows. So don't be near a window at all. If you don't have a basement, you'll have to figure out some other area in your house potentially. They also tell you to get in a bathtub because you all see the images. It's one good way to tell where to hide, by the way, is look at the images of after a tornado comes through and what's still standing. Typically the bathtub is. You got to get yourself in there and get quilts and things over the top of you to make sure that if any flying debris is coming, it doesn't hurt you and injure you. And yes, you could get in the bathtub if that's all you have. That's kind of a last resort. There's, you know, it's coming, you have nowhere else to go, you go jump in the bathtub. It's why down south, a lot of you that have lived in Colorado may not know this. I had family that was down there. We used to go visit all the time. Charlie would know this. They actually had areas cellars, haulers, things like that, where you would literally, during a tornado, you'd go crawl in there because they were built into the side of the hill, typically, or down in the ground, and that's where you went during a tornado. It's where you also stored your, you know, some of your fruits and vegetables and things like that because you didn't have enough refrigeration, but you'd go store it in there. Well, that's where you went during a tornado as well. I've had to do that as a young boy at times. Tornado didn't, didn't come, but you had to go to that area because... There was a tornado on its way. And back then, we didn't have, you know, the sirens would go off. Charlie, you probably remember that. Back in those days, there would be a, a tornado siren that would go off, and you knew then you had to go seek shelter. We don't do that much anymore because of modern technology. But having an area that you can go to where you'll be safe is not always easy. And again, we see loss of life on a regular basis in these in these particular situations, and it's never good. It does say in this article that a safe room is your best option, but again, not everybody has that. And here in Colorado, we don't really build houses for the tornado 
end of things. We build up for strong winds, which we get, but we really don't build for tornadoes. In other words, we don't have those quote-unquote safe places to go to if there's a tornado. And unfortunately, too many people stay almost looking out the window, trying to figure out what's coming. I saw a guy the other day videoing a tornado that was coming that was not more than an eighth of a mile away that he finally runs into the basement to get away from it, and it literally, literally took the house away. The guy was within seconds of being taken away as well, and I'm thinking, you knucklehead, what are you doing? You know, it's great to have the video, but good gravy, you're cutting it close. I I don't want to be that guy. Nor do I think he should have been. I, I would not have done what he did. How do I know it's a he? Because like, you could hear him talking. So figure out ahead of time. That's why we call it Ready Radio. Figure out ahead of time what can you do to be ready in case there's a situation like that that were to come up. You know, What do you have around your place that is the most sturdy? If you live in an apartment building, is there a basement you can go to? Basement of a parking garage even. Where do you go where it's the most secure? You know, parking garages are all made out of concrete. They typically will remain standing after everything else around them has blown away. You know, concrete structures typically will remain standing. Old concrete buildings typically will stand. It'll take the roof off of a building, but the rest of the walls and everything will still be there. A house built out of, you know, sticks, wood, you know, wood wood construction, they're gone. There's nothing left of it. It doesn't just take the roof off. In some cases, it obliterates the entire thing and levels it off the foundation. We see the aftermath of that. What was the big town, Charlie, down in Missouri? Um, starts with a J. Joplin? Joplin. I've been through Joplin shortly after they had their big tornado that came through that literally wiped out half the town. Drove through that. Drove through it like not long, just a few months after that happened. And the destruction is just immense you don't even realize what it's like till you're on you mean the pictures don't do it justice is my point literally to see entire towns flattened by a tornado shows you the power that they have again get to the lowest level possible they used to teach us as kids and i think it's still true today what i said a moment ago if you're out in the car and you're driving along and you see any kind of a culvert alongside of the road you get to a low spot get out of the car get in that culvert doesn't matter how dirty or nasty it is. You're better off to be in there and be safe than you are to be swept away. You're blown away. Sucked up. Because I say blown away. That's not what happens in a tornado. It sucks you up. It sucks up the item. It's a big vacuum is what it's doing. It's a whirlwind, if you would, and it's sucking everything up in its path. And then it throws it, you know, it throws it who knows where. In some cases, it could be a mile away where that item comes back down. We've heard those stories. We see it again in Colorado where somewhat removed from it, but we're not. It's happened here in Colorado, and we need to be aware of it. And by the way, our, as you guys all know, our signal reaches a lot of areas where this is normal for you guys. Eastern Colorado, southern Nebraska, those areas, it, it, this is not any kind of a, a laughing matter. There's a lot of folks inside of our listening audience where this can affect them to a very large degree. So you need to be really careful, pay attention, and make sure that you've got what you need in that case. <clears throat> a vehicle may be safer than a mobile home, although I would tell you that I would not want to be in the vehicle. Winds can travel a hun- you know, up to 100 miles an hour in a tornado and slide 
a 2,400-pound car around with no problem. And by the way, a lot of cars don't weigh much more than that. Bigger trucks and SUVs weigh more, but even some of them can be swept away. Sucked away is more, most likely what I mean to say there. And no, the vehicle is, is not the best way to do that. The heavier the vehicle, the better, of course, but even then, there's no guarantees there. If you are in a vehicle, of course, you should have your seatbelt on anyways, but make sure it is, in fact, on. Don't attempt to outrun the tornado. You probably won't. In a lot of cases, it may turn, and you may be running right into its path. You're better off to just sit tight and watch it go around you. If sheltering in a vehicle is not an option, like I said earlier, get into a ditch, get low, get away from trees. Sorry, that was a key I I hadn't thought about. Yeah, you want to be away from trees because of the flying limbs and things that will become projectiles. You want to stay at power lines. Stay away from those things. So even if, you're, if, even if you go to a low spot near a ditch, make sure there's not a power line above you. In that case, I would probably stay in the vehicle. Cover your head with your arms and any other available cover that you might have, blankets, coats, anything along those lines. Again, we want to protect our head in case we're in the middle of one of these. Again, this is to be prepared. We hope it doesn't happen. But we had tornado warnings and sightings even this last week, Monday, as a matter of fact, here in Colorado along the Front Range. So can it happen? Absolutely, it can. And you need to be prepared and make sure, you're, again, your go bag, if you have to run out of the house, what are you taking with you? We talk about that a lot. I haven't covered that for a little bit. But make sure you've got whatever it is you want to take with you readily available, duffel bag, backpack, whatever you need, so that if this were to come up, you can just run right out of the house and you're good to go. That's true for a lot of other things, flooding and so on as well. But tornado season is here. Let's make sure that we're ready to the best of our ability. So, guys, that's it for today. Ready Radio. Again, anything you need to learn, we've got it on the website, ready-radio.com. This, again, I'm your host, John Rush. Normally Rush to Reason, but Ready Radio right now, KLZ 560. Views and opinions expressed on KLZ 560 are those of the speaker, commentators, hosts, their guests, and callers. They are not necessarily the views and opinions of Crawford Broadcasting or KLZ Management, employees, associates, or advertisers. KLZ 560 is a Crawford Broadcasting God and Country station.